0: So before we invite uh, Pastor Ichimar up, we'll read uh, the the text for his sermon. It is Psalm 19, verses 11 to 14. It says in the order of service, verses 11 to 17. Uh, that's my fault, uh, because there is no <laughs> there is no 17. <clears throat> Let us read. Uh, We'll read from verse 1 just for context. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words whose voice is not heard. Their voice goes out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring for ever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. more to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Our sermon text this evening from verse eleven. be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer.
1: Thank you, brother. It's okay. It's okay here? Okay. Hello, family. <laughs> Uh, it is a pleasure uh, to be here one more time. Um, is a hard challenge for me because uh, our English uh, still limited. Uh, but uh, my desire is that God uh, speak with us in this evening. Uh, thank you. one more time, uh, everyone. Uh, We are, oh, I am grateful uh, for everyone because everyone here are teachers uh, in our lives, uh, teaching uh, us this hard language. (laughs) Yes, when we arrived here, uh, I remember that someone uh, approached uh, to us and uh, asked us, uh, how long have 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 you been here? Uh, he, and our answer was, "Ah, oh, my name is Jimar. Nice to meet you." <laughs> but now I can understand something, <laughs> no much, but uh, yes, we can we can uh, uh, understand uh, better this this language. Thank you for you for your help uh, because uh, we are improving this language. Um, Brothers and sisters, uh, this will be the third and final sermon in this text, Psalm 19. We saw that this psalm presents us with three languages of communication through which God seeks a relationship with us. Uh, the first language is creation itself. Through it, God shows us that he exists and is the creator. When we lost the ability to recognize him in creation because of our sins, God gave us a second language. Uh, The second language is the word of God. Uh, In it, he reveals to us who he is, who we are and how we can return to communion with him but we still have a third language what is this language the language is the third language is prayer the third language is prayer while in the first language god communicates with all humanity And in the second language, God communicates with his chosen people through prayer. Through prayer, prayer, God wants to have an individual, personal, and exclusive interaction with you and me. Even if we pray with other people, prayer will always... Uh, Sorry. Um... Uh, we always be personal and intimate intimate in prayer it is always you and god if through creation and the word god wants to share with us more and more of himself through prayer god wants us to share more and more of ourselves with him God knows everything about us, but God is pleased uh, when we pray and He is exalted when we open our hearts to Him. He wants us to trust Him as Father and open our hearts to share with Him our life, our gratitude, our desires, our struggles. In our needs. This is the third language present in this passage. We will talk about it, but first I would like to pray, asking God in prayer to guide us and expose us to his word. Therefore, let's pray, family. Father in heaven, thank you, thank you for this time in your presence. Thank you because we are before your word and we need to understand what is your message for us. Please, Father, we need to listen your voice, speaking to our hearts and uh, transforming our lives according to Jesus Christ. We need this. Please, Father, give us your blessing through this message. Help us. Help me to uh, explain your word and help each one here uh, with your Holy Spirit to understand this message. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, brothers and sisters, God wants to have a personal and intimate relationship with us in which he speaks to us, but also expects us to speak to him. The word of God was given to us to move us toward him, to bring us back back to the arms of God, so that we can once again uh, have communion with him. And the first response we can give to God when faced with his movement towards us Uh, is revealed in the last part of the psalm. The prayer. The prayer. Commentators agree that David is addressing God in prayer in the last part of the psalm. David establishes, establishes a line of supplications to God individually, crying out for his own life. The big question here is, Why does David go from talking about God's revelations to starting to cry out for himself? It's obvious. This happens when we read the word of God and the voice of the Lord enters our hearts with power. We are led to pray, to respond to God, to pour our, ourselves into his presence like a baby seeking safety in its mother's arms, wanting to be fed, uh, cared for and protected. According to Charles Spurgeon, prayer is our greatest expression of deep de- dependence on God. When We stop praying, we become become arrogant before him. Arrogant before him. How important is prayer to us? How important is prayer to us? How much time, time have we dedicated to prayer? If we have not dedicated time to prayer, what is the reason? Do you want to have a better relationship with God? So, start praying more. Do you want to improve your prayer life? Life? I hope this reflection can help us with this goal. To do this, we will start with the following question. Why does David begin to pray in this passage. Why? Because he recognizes the gift of God's law. This is the first thing because He recognized the gift of God's law. Verse one uh, sorry 11. They tells us in verse 10 that the word of God is more precious than gold and sweeter than honey. From verse 11, he addresses God in prayer. Let's look at verse 11. Moreover, by then is your servant warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. Notice that he speaks of the word as something he experiences. From this verse, he is directing the meditation of his heart to God. Note, by then is your servant, your servant warned. He is addressing the Lord whose servant he is. He is praying. He is praying here. And how does he begin this prayer? Recognizing the gift of God's love as He reveals Himself to us through His Word. When He reveals Himself to us, God shows us who we really are and that He loves us dis- despite this, despite the spit, despite Despite this, we need to understand that if we can have a relationship with God, it is not because we are good, but because He is good and like a Father. He wants to shape our hearts and work in our lives. This is what uh, we saw in the previous verses talking about the Word of God. God's objective in exposing our condition is not to shame us, but to show us that we need his care. Dear ones, dear ones, we often feel bad because of our pride when we are confronted about our imperfections and sins. Do you remember a time when someone approached you and highlighted something negative about your life? Most of the time, or maybe all of the times, it's uncomfortable, isn't it? Even if it's necessary, no one likes to be confronted. Now look, our God thus this constantly in his word. This would be bad and unpleasant if at the same time God did not show us that he is good, full of love, grace, and mercy. David in this in this verse, tells us that by the word of God we are warned. This translation is hotly uh, debated because the Hebrew word is Zahar and could be translated as enlighten, enlighten, admonish, guide, and teach. What this expression wants to show us when used in this passage is that our condition is made evident by our God when we receive His Word. That is what Hebrews chapter 4, verse 11 or 12, sorry, tells us. Pay attention, for the Word of God is living and active sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing two divide div- division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Even though it may seem bad, David, through his own experience, shows us that this is good, Having the word of God in our lives exposing us to the light of truth brings us great reward. What is the great reward? What is? When we understand David through the books of Samuel and the Psalms composed by him, we can understand that the main and greatest reward envisioned, envisioned by David is Communion with God. Remember that David's great fear expressed in his confession after he sinned against God by taking Bathsheba uh, was that he would lose lose this relationship with God. Psalm uh, 51 verse 11. Pay attention cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. God does not deal with our heart just because we are imperfect and he wants perfect people among his people, but because he wants us to be perfect. Participants in communion with Him in a personal relationship from father to child. Hebrews 12, verse 10 tells us uh, For they, our human fathers, disciplined us for a short time as it seemed best to them, but He, God, disciplines us for our good that we may share his holiness. When composing this psalm, Dade is moved to pray in the last part of this text, expressing before God his recognition of the great benefit of, of having God speaking to him through his word. The word that is perfect, reviving the soul, making wise the simple, uh, rejoicing the heart, and enlightening the eyes. My beloved brothers and sisters, do we truly understand how blessed by God we are? We need to meditate more on the word and see in it how much God loves us how many blessings God has uh, showered on us how God cares, cares cares for us how God protects us even from ourselves from the deceptions deceptions of our own hearts We are moved to pray when we we recognize through the word that we are blessed by God's love. God is our Father. He wants us as children and cares for us as children. Is there any greater reason to dedicate more time to God in prayer, in gratitude, For the great reward of having him in our lives. Living in his presence and under his paternal care. But we have a second reason why David is led to pray. David is led to pray because he lacks peace in God's forgiveness. Because... He lacks big peace in God's forgiveness. Verse 12. Who can discern his errors? Declare me innocent from hidden faults. This is a good ca- question, no? Good question. Are we really uh, able of perf- perfect- perfectly discerning all our sins? Dear brothers and sisters, when we understand through divine revelation how privileged privileged we are to have a relationship with God in our lives, we should be concerned about this. We must fear sin. Augustine of Hippo, one of the great theologians of Patristic, said, I fear sin more than death itself. Sin can separate me from god but death cannot sin can separate me from god but death de- death cannot we are sinners and we must understand that we sin against god all the time Our sins are not just what we do visible and consciously. We also sin by uh, thoughts that no one can see. We sin with words. We sin in our desires. We sin in our omission. We are sinners. When David thinks about the word of God, he once again turns his eyes to himself and remembers that as a sinner his life was not exempt from sinning against God. His sins were not only conscious and deliberate sins, but also unconscious and unknown ones. We must remember that in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9, we are warned about the condition of our hearts. Verse 9 The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Jeremiah seems to echo. David's word in the psalm when he talks about the risks risks of failing in falling into deceptions of one's own heart in it is no coincidence that David himself pressed uh to the praise to the lord in psalm one hundred thirty nine verse twenty three to uh twenty four Pay attention, search me, O oh God, and know my heart. Try me, try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Only God knows our hearts fully. Only he can unveil unveil all the particularities of our being, both exposed and hidden. Everything is before the eyes of God. According to Christ's teachings in the Sermon on the Mount, our sinfulness lies not only in what we practice, but also in our thoughts and motivations of our hearts. Every time we read the scriptures, we see how exposed we are before the eyes of God. One can be uh, hypocrites before men and deceive them with the appearance of godliness. But we cannot deceive God. When we pray to the Lord, there is no point trying to convince God of our spirituality because god knows us completely it is for this reason that many try many try to deny or ignore the existence of god because they cannot bear the idea of being exposed before him and having to give an account knowing how much debt they owe according God's standards. Let's think a little. Have you ever thought about what it would be like if your every thought and desire was exposed to everyone at all times, especially the people you love? I think that wouldn't wouldn't be pleasant at all, would it? Maybe many would abandon, abandon you or no longer see you in the same way. People know we are sinners, but they don't know how sinful and terrible we are. And it's better that they don't know because as the saying goes, goes, he who doesn't see doesn't feel. He who doesn't see doesn't feel. But there is a person who sees and knows everything at all times and even though he is terrible, offended by who we are by what we desire think say and do he wants to take care of us and transform us god knew us but god wants to care us it was the understanding of this truth through the, through the word that made David cry out, saying, Declare me innocent from hidden faults. This is a prayer we must pray at all times. He, here, the word used by the psalmist to declare me innocent is better translated as me. Purify me. David, confronted by God's revealed word, remembering his sinfulness, is crying out for God's forgiveness. My dear ones, do we really understand our condition? Do we understand how sinful we are and how much we need forgiveness from our God? The more we read the word, the more we know God and also ourselves. And the more we know ourselves, the more impelled impelled we are to run into the arms of God through prayer. John Piper, in his book Future Grace, tells us that the closer we are to God, the more sinful we feel. And the more we seek his grace. We are moved to pray more when we understand that we have offended God and lack peace in God's forgiveness. But for this, we need to read more the word of God that warns us of our sins. We should pray not because God needs us, but because we need him. We need our God. We need his pardon. We need his forgiveness. Yet with us, David begin to pray. Because he needs God's paternal protection. Because uh, he needs God's paternal protection. Verse uh, 13, keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless uh, and innocent innocent of great transgression. Um, The fish dies through its mouth. The fish dies through its mouth. I don't know if you use uh, this saying here in New Zealand, but in South America, it's very common. Uh, this means that the fish gives in to its appetite and seduced, seduced by the easy food on the hook. It is hooked and killed. We are not very different we are not very different. We carry within us an appetite for sin, which is what leads us down path, path, paths of death. The Bible calls uh, this desire. James chapter 1, verse 14 to 15 uh, tells us, But each person is tempted, tempt, tempt, When he is lured and enticed by his own desire, then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. This is hard for me. Death (laughs) brings forth. (laughs) Okay. In this part of the psalm, we see how David worries about his own nature. David, from the word of God, understood that there was an unwanted presence, presence in his life that constantly pushed him against God and his will. The presence of sin. The presence of sin. His greatest, greatest fear was the desires that prevailed in the members of his body. He feared that sin would dominate him and harden his heart into darkness. The awareness of this reality through the word pushed him to pray, surrendering his life to God so that God could take control of his impulses so that God would set the brakes of grace to keep him blameless and innocent of great transgression. Paul mentions this reality in Romans chapter 7, verse 7, when talking about the importance of God's law for understanding our reality. Pay attention! Yet, if it had not been for the law, I would not have no sin. For I would not have known what it is to covet uh, if the law had not said, You shall not covet. When we become insens- insensit- insensitive to sin um, in our hearts, it is because we distance ourselves from God and become insensitive to him this state can worsen um, if we do not seek God crying out for help it is no coincidence that Jesus calls us to pray constantly and with vigilance Matthew chapter 26 verse 41 watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation the spirit indeed indeed is willing but the flesh is weak the flesh is weak this should be a constant concern in our lives for this reason, we must consider the importance of continual self-evaluation of our desires and behaviors. Another very good thing is to seek trusting relationships through which we can talk freely and pray about our imperfections, our sins. We are subject to the risk of being dominated by our sins in such a way that we may become spiritually insensitive to them. That is, we no longer feel sadness or shame due to the presence of sin. Brothers and sisters, sins is something, sin is something that must be taken seriously if we want to understand how terrible sin is in our lives what we must do is look at the face of christ hanging on the cross suffering for each one of them in our place my dearest ones unless god puts the brakes on the sinful impulses of our hearts we will be dominated by our sin thank God for Christ Jesus because we only do not return to being slaves to sin because God's grace preserves us from ourselves David prayed to the Lord for this reason We must seek God daily in prayer, asking for his protection, because we will be subject to sin daily. Finally, we have one last reason that leads David to pray. Because David wants a life that pleases God. Verse 14. Let the words of my mouth and mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. There is no desire more sublime than this in a person's life, to have a life that pleases the heart of God. We were created to live a life that glorifies our God. This is what we declare in response to the first question of the Westminster Larger Catechism. What is the primary and highest purpose of human beings? The primary, primary and highest purpose of human beings is to glorify God and to enjoy Him completely forever. forever. Dave leaves this request for the end of this composition, because he knows that living a life that pleases God, being sinners as we are, is a very difficult thing, if not impossible. This must be the main desire of our hearts, but it's important to recognize that we will always be in that because, as much as we try, all effort is too little compared to what is required of us in the word of the lord david recognized that the new life resulting from god's word is a great reward after recognizing this he asks forgiveness for his sins as evidenced by the light of the word, and then asks God to protect him from the sinful impulses of his heart. All this because David understood that the bad thing about life on this earth is to live to please the heart of God. This is the most precious The last verse of this chapter brings us a statement that leaves us with an air of hope. My Redeemer and my rock, my rock and my Redeemer. What David is doing with this statement is recognizing that he will only have a life that pleases God if he looks to him as his rock and his Redeemer. We have seen in previous sermons that in looking at God as his rock and his redeemer, David is looking at the person of Christ. Jesus Christ. He is the great reward of divine revelation because it is only through him that we can have a true relationship with God. He is the one who, who through his blood can cleanse us from all our sins. He was the one who promised us that he would protect us and that we would be in his hand and that no one can snatch those who live in him from his hands. It is only through him that we can live a life that pleases god only through jesus christ the word of god is clear in matthew chapter 15 verse 3 to 5 when jesus said that without him we can do nothing nothing Uh, verse 3 already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine neither can you unless you abide in me I am the vine you are the branches whoever abides in me and I in him he eats that bears much fruit for apart from me you can do nothing tell us jesus christ praise the lord praise the lord because we have jesus christ in our lives this must be our constant desire to please the heart of God. But we must understand that we will need to fight through prayer because we carry a great enemy within us. Which one is it? Satan? The world? No. The great enemy is ourselves. It is our sin. Entangled in the members of our body. And that needs to be mortified. Needs to be mortified. God gave us prayer so that we might seek him. So that we might open our hearts and cry out like a son to the father. Like a child to the father. And he will hear Hear us. He always heard us because he gave us prayer so that we could seek him and pour our, ourselves out in his presence. Prayer is a great blessing in our lives, brothers and sisters. For this reason, like people of God, we need to take time before his presence. In to uh, to deliver our prayers every time, like David, after to reflect about the word of God, like David, my dears. In conclusion, in addition to creation and the word, God also gave us prayer. As a language of communication, prayer is an invitation from God for us to approach Him as children and share with Him who we are. But who we are is an understanding that He Himself gives us in His Word. Dear brothers and sisters, the more we read the scriptures, the more we understand that we have prayed little. We need to pray more. We need to pray more. As we pray, the truth of God's word received in our minds decant into our hearts, adjusting our lives to the father's will when we pray we express our recognition of who he is and what he has done for us in prayer we express our total dependence on him on his grace and mercy on the care and protection of god's hands david surrendered To prayer because once again during his meditation the word illuminated his heart moving him to pray. As we read the word to hear God's voice and pray to respond to that voice. God shapes us into the image of his son Jesus who stands between us and our God to be our mediator. Let us pray alone as Jesus did. Let us pray as a family, as the prophets taught, uh, taught us. Let us pray in congregation, as the apostles taught us. Let us pray at all times, as the apostles Paul teaches us, but let us not stop praying because to stop praying is to deprive ourselves of communion with our Father and the benefits that this communion brings to our lives. We need to have a prayer life, to pray every day all the time for the glory of our god but for the blessing in this relation with him we are privileged because we have a father he made us his children this is a privilege to us god invite invite us every time Come to me and have a time with me. Open your heart before me my presence, because I care your life. I am your Father. I have given my son for this opportunity, for this privilege. Jesus pour out, pour out his blood for this opportunity. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for this time in your presence. It's good to pray, to speak with you, Father. You are our Father. You are special in our lives. Thank you because your word come to us, came to us. And we need to understand this message, Father. We need to uh, to be strengthened. We need to be encouraged. Please, Father, help us to live a prayer's life. Please bless this church. Uh, transform this church more and more in a church uh, of a lot of prayer. Please, Father bless our lives individually like families and like church we need to be before your presence every time help us bless us thank you because we can rest in you we can trust in you we can hope in you thank you for jesus christ our savior our redeemer our rock in him we can have this special life with you in jesus name we pray amen amen god bless you church